Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to part two of our interview with Don Daneman of The Circle. Last week we left off as Don was just giving a demo tape to Nat Weiss. Let's continue. And um, when I played him the demos, I brought down my big old fat Roberts tape recorder. This is before all little devices. You had to lug stuff back in those days. Mm-hmm. Um and I gave him a pair of stereo headphones, which were comparatively new at the time. I said, here, Nat, listen to the, with the, these stereo headphones and mm-hmm. play. And he is now hearing stereo headphones for the first time. Plus, these demos were pretty good. And mm-hmm. I saw his eyes kind of go up to the ceiling. I mean, I still remember that. You know, his eyes went up to the ceiling like, ah, you know. Mm-hmm. So the bottom line is he was impressed. So mm-hmm. we we accomplished our goal so actually this got nat to get us into the city and got us some club bookings which started the ball rolling towards you know being in the city getting a recording contract Mm -hmm. and over the course of uh i guess a month or six weeks or something like that um we uh we got a columbia record contract and now mm-hmm. we're starting to look for uh, things to record mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, some bookings at some clubs. And Red Rubber Ball came about uh, by bandmate Tommy Dawes, got friendly with a guy named Barry Kornfeld, who had a publishing company with Paul Simon of Simon and Garfunkel. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Paul and Bruce Woodley of the Seekers had written Red Rubber Ball, but we heard Red Rubber Ball, just Paul Simon singing it with a guitar. That's how we heard it on a cut 45 uh, RPM record. Mm-hmm. And the whole band thought, you know, well, that might be pretty good. You know, at this point, we're we're just starting our Columbia, you know, a Columbia record contract and right. John Simon, young producer at Columbia heard us and thought, yeah, let's take a shot with these guys. It would be, you know, be an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we recorded red rubber ball and, uh, red rubber ball is now in the hopper. And mm-hmm. at the end of February, I now went into the Coast Guard Reserve, and Marty wow. was now back at school. Earl is still mm-hmm. away at medical school. Tommy mm-hmm. Dawes, he, while I was in the Coast Guard Reserve in boot camp, Tommy was on, went on the road with Simon and Garfunkel, and he was playing bass. Nice. So, so that's where we all were, and Red Rubber Ball is released, and there is some notoriety and that- to it. 
right. because and we are me, managed by yeah. Beetle manager Brian Epstein. <laughs> right. So the release date, so we can get this in chronological order, the song was released on April 4th, 1966. So keep going. Okay. So, so the song is released. Yeah. So now here I am in Coast Guard boot camp having basically very little contact with the outside world. and uh, But you could get some phone calls. So I get a call from Nat who said, hey, Don, if you can get a short leave out of boot camp, you know, a couple of days, we have a chance to appear on Hullabaloo, which as, you know, your listeners of our age range certainly know, it was a big TV show at that time period. Right. So mm-hmm. I begged them. I said, please, I have this chance. Can you do this? You know, can you let me go? And they really did. And I, I, in all of my interviews, whenever this comes up, I really, th- th- they were really nice. You know, kudos, thank you, Coast Guard. You let me out for three days. They gave me a pass. Mm-hmm. And I had to make up for it, but, but they they let me go. So so I was able to get up to New York, and it was actually in Brooklyn I, that, that uh, the show was taped. And mm-hmm. it was really very cool because now here I am. Uh, at, at this point, um, we – oh, you know what? I'm going to take a step back mm-hmm. because um, we th- – during the recording process of Red Rubber Ball – now this is before the Coast Guard Reserve, getting back to like late fall, early winter of 65, right. mm-hmm. 66 um, – we were still the Rondells from Lafayette College, and we needed a name. And everybody agreed we needed a name. Rondells a, was a 50s who, who, name, you know. Right. So so you have the name the Rondells. Is it the band that's saying, no, we have to get rid of this name? Or is this Nat and Brian saying, no, 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 you got to change this? Everybody. Everybody's on the same page on this one. Well, everybody on the same page. We, 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 the Rondells is like a 50s doo-wop kind of name. And I actually love 50s doo-wop, but this is the 60s, and we had to change it. So, yeah, we're okay. all in agreement. So here we are in the recording studio one day, and Brian was in town. And whenever he was in town, he always made sure to be in touch with us, and we had a visit. Brian nice. comes into the re- so he comes into the recording studio, and I'm standing there. He comes up to me. He says, uh, "I'm imitating Brian again, which I don't even, <laughs> you know, just it's just for fun." Uh-huh. Oh Don, oh Don, uh, take a look at this. He hands me a business card, and I look at the business card. I see, well, it says Brian Epstein on it. It looks like a typical business card. And he says, "Oh no, no, turn it over." I turn the card over, and I see this scribbling on the back. And on the uh, and I'm trying to read it. It's it's difficult to read. It's like Sir Kirk, uh, uh, Brian. Uh, uh, what am I looking at? Oh, Don, this is your new name, and it's actually the circle. And as you see, it has the funny spelling. And it was actually John that came up with the name and said, "Hey, you know, I, I asked the boys. You know, we have a new American group, and we're looking for a name. Anybody have any ideas?" By the way, the Beatles were referred to lovingly as the boys. The boys. So, anyway, and it, so it turns out it was John that said, "Hey, why don't you call him the Circle?" And here's the spelling: so C Y R K L E, and that's our name. <laughs> so we are the wow. Circle. And I will admit to feeling a little weird about it at first. But, you know, eventually you get 
it, it's kind of cool. It's an interesting yeah. name, you know. Probably, name, probably took some explaining every time. Why did you do that? Yeah. No, actually, once it became our name, it was our name. Okay. That was it. You know, people just accepted it. This is our name. Yeah, I mean, you had to sometimes make sure that they got the spelling right. But yeah, that that was our name. So anyway, so now we had we had our name. All mm-hmm. right. So now where and this was is during I? the re- and this is during the recording of the of Red Rubber Ball. Yeah, it was during that time okay. period. Now I can't I can't okay. swear to you what song we were actually recording at that moment, but yes, it was the time period when we recorded Red Rubber Ball. Okay. Okay. So now back forward again to um, Hullabaloo. Um, mm-hmm. where, so because we are the circle at this point, that's the thing that made mm-hmm. me want to go back. The Rondells are gone. We are the circle on Hullabaloo, and this is our first national PR anything. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool. Paul Anka was the host. Leslie Gore uh, was on the show. Peter mm-hmm. and Gordon were on the show. So we're meeting these, you know, rock stars, you know, and we were a little bit in awe to meet these people. It was really very nice, and they were all very nice to us. You know, a lot of, you know, handshake, good mm-hmm. luck. We hear you're managed by Brian Epstein. That's good, you know. So we did Red Rubber Ball, and that was a hit, you know. I mean, well, excuse me, it was well received. You know, you could see the because this is the first real performance of it out there, and you could see right. the audience really liked it. People are clapping their is, hands, and and this is still April. Yeah, this is. Uh, I believe the date is actually April 11th. Uh, okay. Can't swear April to the 11th. date, but I think that's the date. It's actually April 11th of 1966. Yes. So, so this song starts climbing the charts, mm-hmm. and. To to move a little forward here, uh, so the song starts climbing the charts, and eventually in, um, I think it was July of 1966, yeah. July 9th, this song is number two to the Beatles' number one paperback writer. Yeah. Now, no, I, can't, I had I can't asked you confer- earlier. Oh, yeah, go on, go on. Uh, yeah, I had asked you earlier before we taped. To you to confirm this to our audience. I had asked about, you know, was this all planned this way that you would be, you're Brian by, you know, managed by Brian, you're going to go on tour with them, here's this song, you record it. Is it all planned out that this is going to grow to be, you know, on the top of the charts the same time the Beatles are at the top of the charts and you're going to go on tour? So it's all going to, you know, it's all manufactured. But you say that's not the way it happened. No, it, it just was it was it was it was essentially a spontaneous type thing that happened in that we Red Rubber Ball turned out to be a huge hit. And it was during the time that Red Rubber Ball was working its way up the charts and apparently becoming a hit that mm-hmm. Brian made the decision, wow, let's get these guys on the tour. It would it would make sense. I don't believe if Red Rubber if Red Rubber Ball was not a hit and kind of died, I don't believe we would have been on the tour. So it was very instrumental to that happening. And here I have I have one little interesting thing about getting on the tour. So here I am now, still in the Coast Guard Reserve. I'm out of, <laughs> of uh, I'm out of Cape May boot camp, uh-huh. and I am now. Um, washing pots and pans on a buoy tender in Staten Island. Uh-huh. So I'm a rock star at night where I would take the ferry in because we're recording, 
and we uh-huh. would record all night at Columbia Studios in Manhattan. Back in, start washing pots and pans again. Anyway, so when it came up that we um, were invited on the Beatles tour to be on the tour, mm-hmm. a very sad thing was happening at the moment in that I was not able to go on the tour because I had an extra month. I was going to be I was getting out a month too late. And I I I uh use my analogy of Andy Warhol's 15 minutes of fame. When if you're in <laughs> Andy Warhol's 15 minutes of fame, it's the kind of thing where it like it's like everything goes right, you know? It's right. just things fall into place. So we must have been in Andy Warhol's 15 Minutes of Fame at that point because, well, of course, we have a hit record going up. You know, right. I mean, I'm, I'm on the buoy tender, but I was able to get out most weekends, and we, we played. You know, all of a sudden I get out, run on mm-hmm. a plane, and we go play, you know. But I was going to miss the Beatles tour. At that Hello. moment, well, let me finish. At that moment... <laughs> The United States government, recognizing that the circle and Don is in Andy Warhol's 15 Minutes of Fame, we better do something about this. And so the United States government (laughs) decided that the reserve requirement, instead of six, let's make it five. So out (gasps) of the blue, my six-month turns into five, and I was able to get on that tour. Are you just feeling like the luckiest man in the world, all at of that this moment, happening? At that moment, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the whole the whole lead up to, I mean, the Nat, you know, seeing you guys play one of your last dates, you know, and, and mm-hmm. the Brian and the limousine, and, you know, they give you a three-day pass to go record. And, I mean, it just seems like, and then this happens. It's, yeah. it's a, what a whirlwind year. It was it was really just an amazing thing that just happened. So, all right, so now I get out, and we're going on, you know, and here we are now. We're, we're going on the Beatles tour. That's all the time we have this week. Thank you for listening. Come back next week to hear part three of our interview with Don Daneman of The Circle. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.